0818-715-815. Hello, good afternoon, and a very welcome to Liveline. Five one double five one is our text number. Dennis was due to be there. Dennis Ivers, um, he was there a second ago. We'll try and get him in a few minutes. But Dennis contacted us about the match tomorrow, Wales and Ireland. And Dennis is colour blind, and I didn't notice one in twenty men. So, sorry, one in twelve men and one in two hundred women in Ireland and across the UK are colour blind, and because Wales have refused to wear their away jersey tomorrow, the two colours of Ireland and Wales will be red and green. And anyone who knows about colour blindness knows you cannot distinguish between red and green, which um, emerged first when the first traffic lights were invented, I think back in Philadelphia in 1890 or whatever, and they didn't realise that people were colour blind, but they stuck to them. And, of course, it's the sequence of the red, amber and green that allows people who are colourblind to distinguish between red and green. But Dennis uh, got on to us to say that um, he is very upset because he will, he'll be watching it on television and will not be able to distinguish between Wales and Ireland. OK, Dennis, Dennis, good afternoon. Dennis, you're there. Great, great. Hi, Joe. Tell us, tell us. I was making your point. You make your point. You came back to me. Good man, Dennis. Uh, Wales versus Ireland, what's the problem? Well, um Years ago, um, you know, there was a famous quote, uh, for those of you in black and white, um, the away team are are in red. Uh, So uh, if the jerseys are not distinguishable, then there's no point in watching the match. Um, And the best example, I suppose, I could give you, if I was playing for Ireland today or tomorrow, um, I'd have to be dropped because I'd end up passing the ball to the wrong person. (laughs) That still might might happen. But anyway, so so when when did you realise you were colour blind, Dennis? Um, I think the best example of that was that when my brother came in to my mum one day when we were very young, he came in from the farm next door and he said oh. Carters are after having a green calf. Okay. So we knew then that you know there's no green calf. So my mother knew then that there was a colour blindness in the family. So. Oh. Um, so That's are, why when, are, when they're close together, Joe, I find it very difficult to differentiate, especially when the camera is a long way away. It's almost impossible. Of course. Uh, when you get close up then with uh, shots of close up, you can see the difference just about. But you can see their faces and their numbers so you know who's who. But from the distance, you can't tell. So if we pleaded with the Welsh team to do as they should do and wear their away jersey, which is black, would that help? Yeah, I mean, they came up with the excuse that black wouldn't help, but they must have asked somebody who wasn't colourblind if that was the case, because if they asked someone who was colourblind, they would have told them that there was no problem differentiating between uh, green for Ireland and black for, for Wales. That would be very easy to follow. And also, given your point, given that there, you, you say, and I'm looking, I've got different figures this morning, but they're all in the same range, one in, ten, one in ten, twelve, maybe twenty yeah. men are colour blind. Yes. And they, you can they, see in other that words, by they, what they wear, Joe. They, <laughs> <laughs> most men I know get, seem to get dressed in the dark from what they wear. But anyway, um, and, 
how does it how does it affect you in your day to day life? Well, it doesn't really affect me a whole lot. I mean, I could never have been a guard, obviously, or oh, or, a, okay. or a pilot, um, or God forbid, an electrician. Uh, obviously, uh, I couldn't have been any of those people because I That's couldn't differentiate between their green, brown, and red. And if I was playing snooker, um, if I was a professional snooker player, I probably mm. would have lost a lot of points by potting the wrong colour ball. But come back to why is it? Why can you not apply for the guardie if you're colour blind? Well, if you're giving a description of a car. <laughs> And the, the teeth, the teeth drove away in a in a in a red uh, BMW, and it was a green BMW, and yeah. it was a green <laughs> that kind of thing, you know. Yeah, but I'm kind of thinking, even if you had it, like the main description to try and give of a, a car is a reg number. Like there's a thousand, <laughs> tens of thousands of green BMWs, tens of thousands of red. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I, I, I can understand being a pilot on the lights on the flight deck. Yeah, it was like the the wife that rang the husband one day. Said someone stole the car. You know, yeah. he said, "Did you get a look at him?" No, he said, she said, "But I got the registration." But anyway, it's a joke. <laughs> Sorry about that. <laughs> Very good. The regional market of your own car. Very good. Very good. Very good. Um, but Dennis, so you say you, can't, you couldn't apply for the guard, you couldn't apply to uh, Ryanair Air Lingus, so to speak, you couldn't be an electrician. Would it affect you when, you know, com- a lot of computers now would have different colours? Yeah, so, well, if you saw, sometimes when you see graphs, you know, when people bring up graphs yeah, yeah. for f- comparisons and they've all these different colours, you know, you might as well be showing me, uh, you know, uh, uh, someone driving down the road or something. It would mean nothing to me because I can't tell one from the other. But, you know, generally speaking, it wouldn't affect me on a day-to-day basis. And what about the... You mentioned traffic lights there. Yes, yes. Well, I know the red is on top, isn't it, I think? (laughs) Yeah, no, there is Um, a sequence. So the the red is very dark red, and the green is a very light green. And I presume they're made that way because of people that are colourblind. And there's a... There's a sequence, which we're used to. And then the amber is in the middle, so you know, below, above. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So, now, can you can you get corrective lenses for colour blindness? Well, I, that I don't know, uh, Joe. But um, <laughs> I think it's a bit late for me at this stage. But I think there probably is not a big enough market, maybe for it. You know, so I, I I'm not sure to be honest with you. Okay. Now, what I'm looking for it's oh eight one eight seven one five eight one five five one double five one is the text number. Joe at RTE. What I'm looking for is a Welsh speaker to come on live line and in Welsh, that beautiful, beautiful language, in Welsh make a direct plea to the uh, management and uh, staff and players of Wales to change their colour tomorrow. Not not as a, not to, to try and deflect them from their uh, current uh, run, which is not great, as you know, but not to try and deflect them. From, and there's no commentary on their current run. Uh, may, the, may the best team win tomorrow once it's Ireland. But what... To, to come on and in Welsh plead with the, they're, they're all they've arrived in Dublin to plead with the Welsh team to to wear black tomorrow instead instead of red for people for the looks like the ten percent of the population male who are uh, colour blind. Now is it ever Dennis? Is it ever asked on a job application? Are you colour blind? Well, 
If you wanted to be an electrician, there is a colorblind oh, test. Okay. Yeah. So um, I did I did a colorblind test years ago, and there's this booklet where you have a series of dots, but through going through the dots. Uh, I'm saying they're all green dots then they'd have maybe a black number going through and you'd see the black number so you, every page was fine until the last three pages where there was green, brown and red mixed up I could see no numbers Okay So that's why if you saw my clothes maybe you'd understand Okay And in terms of uh, say leaving cert or studying does, does it impact you? No, no not really, no. Okay, okay. Now, you said your siblings were colourblind, well, or well, some of them at least. <coughs> Excuse me, Joe. Uh, one of them, yeah, that's how we found out. It was when yeah, my green, mother came in the green calf, with the green yeah. calf. Yeah. yeah. So my mother knew then. There was but, how many, but how many members of family have, have colourblindness? Well, I know that my dad was, I think he was slightly colourblind, but a lot of males don't admit it. So um, it's yeah. hard to know, but I know my, my older brother was, I think my younger brother isn't. Um, but uh, what is out it? of the three brothers, there was two, two colourblind. And have you, do you mind me, add, would, would, if you had children, would, is there a chance that the male line might be colourblind? I don't know about the genetic link on it, Joe. I think it's just a male, another male failing, <laughs> along with all the other ones, Joe. Yeah, it's a long list. It's a long list. Long list. It's a long it's getting longer. And if you have any idea why women are are less affected, I won't say afflicted, are less affected by colour blindness? Uh, I would say it's something in the genes, I suppose, Joe. I wouldn't be an expert on it. Yeah, it's in the blue genes. The blue jeans forever, yeah. yeah. And have you ever thought of becoming a comedian, Dennis? Well, I do a bit of stand up now and again. I do sort Where? of. No, I do sort of one man shows myself. Sorry, I didn't want to get into that now. But yeah, I do a couple of. Uh, every year I do a couple of shows with music and comedy together and, and impersonations and uh, sort of a mixture of stuff, you know. So, and who do you impersonate? You know, like people like, say, Michael D or people like that, you know? If I was asked the, pre- if I was asked the president uh, who could on, do you think, I know you'll be at the game tomorrow, do you think Wales should should bow to to courtesy and civility to uh, change their jersey, I looked on? Well, indeed, Joe, uh, uh, you know, as a former Irish player myself, I, I would think that it'd be in everybody's interest if we could, uh, everybody could watch the match together. Okay, do you do Michal Amirahertig, the wonderful Michal Amirahertig? Well, I, 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 I don't, but I, I suppose you could be losing a match by 10 points, Joe. I am always optimistic and you could end up losing by 30. Okay. okay. And where do you, where do you perform your show? Ah, uh, so it's only amateur stuff. I know, so but I, I know that. Job, I gathered that. Yeah, so I oh, perform in, in small theatres, you know. Yeah. <laughs> and you play a musical <laughs> instrument. Where's Frankie? You have support coming in. There's backup. The back line is coming in now, Dennis. Frankie Reavy, Frankie in Clonus. Frankie. Joe, how are you? Are you colour blind as well? Uh, yeah, I am, Joe. Uh, I tell you when I first realised it when I was younger and I used to play in snooker. Okay. And uh, the brown and the the brown and the red, I could follow follow. I I, I could put the 
you know, I just couldn't distinguish the... And the lads used to let me... They could see me lining up the brown. I could have potted a black and they could see me lining up the brown and they let me pot it. And then they'd say a foul four. But where I struggle with it in recent years, Joe, I uh, cycle mountain biking, but when it comes into the good weather, I get on the road bike. But I see a lot of guys, uh, guys and girls in recent years and a lot of the colours they wear, the green, the browns and the blacks. Now, me being colourblind and on the road, these cyclists... To me, they blend into the hedge, the trees, and the fields. Like, we'd, we could be driving, wow. me and my wife and kids. And uh, the, I've seen the odd time having to swerve to avoid the cyclist. Wow. My wife would say, did you not see that guy? I said, I didn't see him to the last minute. To me, they just blend in perfectly. And I, I, I have this thing where, and I also say that I don't know how someone that drives a car and cycles doesn't wear a high-vis. I never leave the house without a high vis on me when I'm if, if I'm going out on the road. You know, it's just you see the bling. And another thing there, Joe, as well uh, to do with the high vis, uh, you see people maybe ladies wearing the pinks or the light colours. I don't see mm-hmm. them either. I, I they don't really st- they don't stand out to me, Joe, the way that they might stand out to you. Yeah, very good. So point. It, it yeah, it's the cyclist uh, and uh, but. Uh, I remember who was it was playing. Armagh were playing for Mana in Clonus there in Childers Park. Would be five eight years ago, and okay. I struggled through the whole game. I cut, I didn't know whether Fermanagh had the ball or okay. uh, Armagh had the ball. Not not a notion. And I see it there in the Premiership as well. Teams that were in stripes. Yeah. There was a Championship game on there last week. I, I had to turn it off. I love watching the Championship football because. It's, uh, 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 it, 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 it's real football, as I call it. You know the champion championship. But I had to turn it away. I couldn't. Uh, I couldn't distinguish. Couldn't, couldn't distinguish either team from the other. You know. Mm-hmm. And I'm just. But the cyclists. No, keep going. Keep going. Yeah. Sorry no, 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 no. No, the cyclists on the roads. I do more mountain biking now. I'm just going into Rossmore Park here in Clonus in Monaghan now, and I get off the roads. I just don't feel safe on the roads. I stay for. Wow. Uh, on on the uh, I do most of my cycling during the summer uh, along the border roads there. They're a lot quiet between Monaghan and Fermanagh, and I just feel safer. I used to cycle from Clonus to Monaghan years ago. Not for five hundred euro, Joe. Would I? Would wow. I? Would, don't begrudge anyone that does. I would not cycle on the main roads. But anyone in this day and age, and you see groups of eight and ten lads on fair play, and it's great to see them getting out exercise. But lads, somebody either a guy at the front or a mm-hmm. guy at the back put on a high vis. And okay. you know what it is, Joe? I think it's just to do with the Tour de France who I'd be a big fan of and watching the cycling. And a lot of the guys are buying the Trek and the, the different team gear, fashionable, expensive gear. But there has to be a wee splash of yellow on a back or on a chest that's or something. Because well, anyone, that's, that's, as you that's, say, that's a very that's a very serious implication yeah, from what you're saying yeah. for colour, colour blindness. Yeah. Um, 73 people, Joe, uh, killed on the roads of Ireland last year cycling, you know? Wow. I, I, I'm, I'm more into the mountain biking. Zero given, people killed mountain biking yeah, okay. in the park reserves last year in Ireland. But given know. that there's 30 men on the pitch tomorrow from Frawley, Nash, Henshaw, yeah. Bundy, James Lowe, Jack Crowley, Bundy Aki, as you know, plays for Connacht, Andrew Dan yeah. Toig, as you know, Joe, Toig, two yeah. Toigs, Toig Bourne, and Toig uh, Furlong from Campile, Peter O'Mahony, uh, Josh, and uh, Caelan. That's just our side. There's yeah. 30, was sure the that would mean there's 30, that means at least one of them, or possibly two of them, on average would be colour blind. Or would you get, yeah. would you get that far in rugby if you were colour blind? 
Yeah, yeah. Well, the thing about the rugby, obviously, they're they're on on the other side of the pitch. Where we get other sports where it's uh, soccer or Gaelic, where they're all mixed all over the pitch. That's where I would struggle, you know. But mm. um, I don't know if some clubs or countries do it purposely just to confuse, you know. And I've seen me watching games, and I can only identify the the teams by the socks, Joe. You know, okay. so it, the so- it, okay. well, the cycling, Joe. I have yeah, okay. to no, made, yeah, yeah, sorry for going uh, on. No, it's cycling yeah. on the roads. It's, okay. it's huge with me anyway. Okay, Frankie, and for everyone, hi, Viz. Uh, thanks yeah. indeed. That's Frankie Reavy, Joe at RT.E. Chris Legg. Chris, you say just back to the rugby match. Who picks the, 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 the jerseys? It's my understanding, Joe, that the away team has the choice of colour. So oh, if, they, you okay. think about, if you think about Italy playing in Paris, they usually wear blue in Paris, and obviously French also wear blue and they're the home team, and vice versa when they go to Rome. So I, I believe it's the away team that has the colour choice. Now, I'm not 100% sure of yeah, that. OK, we can check that out. Dennis, you think it's the other way round, don't you, that the home team, the well, home team, there has to be some advantage. Well, it doesn't really matter who. I, I, I just read on the paper during the week, that's where I saw it, uh, where the I think Wales were asked to play in black, and they said it wouldn't make any difference. And of course, they, they, they mustn't have asked the colourblind person that because the answer yeah. is it would make a big difference. I fully support the caller there in that Chris. somebody should change, but I I believe the away team has the colour choice, so mm. Wales can choose to play in red or black. They're choosing to play in red. So Ireland, if they wish, can change to their reserve colour, which I think is white. Yeah. And uh, all that might be blue now. But um, I think that's you put the a way high vis on Cameron. <laughs> so anyway, that's, uh, um, you well, can check well, that out. Yeah, but but Chris, I think Ireland yeah, can do what they want to do. Yeah, but Chris, you're, you're Welsh, is that correct? Yes, that's correct. So, so you yeah, would... I, I, I'm not defending the <laughs> necessarily. So I, like I'm, I'm more interested in the the facts rather than yeah, okay, okay. the colour. Yeah, yeah, okay. Um, fair, fair, Chris. Chris is, and who would you be supporting tomorrow, Chris? Oh, I'm torn between both. Um, I always support Wales against Ireland, but I support Ireland against everybody else. Oh, I understand. I understand. It's like the. Um, like the Tipperary fellow coming out of Wembley when England when England were hammered 6-1 uh, by Ecuador and he's coming out and he has the Ecuadorian colours on him and the Sky News reporter says uh, do you mind me asking why do you support uh, Ecuador you, you look like you're from uh, England or Ireland or whatever he said I'm an Irishman I'm from Tipperary of course I'd, I'd support any team that was playing against England any team and he said is there any exceptions as a Tipperary man he said yeah if um if England were playing Kilkenny, I support England. Boom, boom. 204, 47 <laughs> seconds back after this break. Talk to Joe on 0818 715 815. Talk to Joe on 0818 715 815. Joe Taylor, Joe, good afternoon. 51551 text. Joe, colour blindness. Yeah, good afternoon, Joe. Yeah, I think uh, colour blindness is one of those things that nobody knows they are colour blind until they actually take a colour blind test. Okay. Now, Joe, before I went into acting, yeah. I was working as a medical scientist. I know that. And yeah. I, same, I, 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 St. Vincent's here yeah. in Dublin, yeah. 
Yeah, and uh, one of the things was uh, you'd, you'd spend a lot of the time looking down a microscope to check out the to differentiate between various cells. Okay. Now, in order to, to in order for the cells to differentiate, what they do is they use complex dyes on tissue, on blood, on fluids mm-hmm. from the body, and the different cells pick up different dyes. So when you're looking down the microscope, you look at something that picks up a blue or a red or a green or or shades in between. Now it's important that a person isn't colorblind when they're doing that every day because somebody's life could depend on it. And I was just thinking that anybody who's blind, yeah. Joe, it's probably it's so many years since I was involved, I don't know what the test is for I don't know whether it's compulsory for somebody entering, say, into medicine or medical science or something where they need to differentiate minutely between colours that they get their eyes tested for colour blindness. It's also the same, by the way, for people who are going for a pilot's licence. Um, I know somebody who, who spent a lot of money mm-hmm. um, training to be a pilot and uh, went up to the, almost to the very end and discovered that they were colour blind and just wouldn't get a licence. Wow. Well, because, yeah. because it wouldn't be safe. Okay. Because it wouldn't and, be safe. And then put, putting your medical hat back on you, Joseph, after these years uh, treading the boards and, and uh, doing incredible work. Joe, and writing as well. Joe, um, why are men more affected by colour blindness than women? The, well, because uh, we, the genes that we inherit, we inherit uh, an X from our mother and a Y from our father. So okay. a male contains an X and a Y gene. A woman a female contains XX genes. So the chances are, if you have an X and a Y, one of those genes is going to be uh, is going to be submissive, if you like, or, or it's, it's going to be it, the, the predominant gene. The predominant gene mm-hmm. on the other chromosome is going to override it. So somebody could inherit colour blindness if they are X and Y. Uh, it's much more likely to be X and Y than XX because uh, I think it's a recessive gene. That's the word I'm looking for. As far as I know, colour blindness is a recessive gene. So if you have two recessive genes, you'll you'll end up with colour blindness. And uh, that's why siblings, male and female in the same family, the the male can be colour blind and his sister doesn't have any colour blindness. But Joe, to the critical question, do you think Wales should wear black tomorrow? No, because <laughs> that might give them an advantage playing the all black show. No, no. Okay. I think if they wore <laughs> if they wore zebra stripes, that might be better. Okay, yeah. Actually, if if Wales, well, do they have any striped gear? Does does every does every I, team? I don't have know. To, oh, no, okay. I don't know, but Joe, I do know that I think it was Manchester United or one of the teams anyway changed into a sort of a a, a very insipid shade of grey one time, which was almost impossible to see on the field. And in fact, the perform- team performance went down because of the colour of the jerseys. Yeah, and as, as Dennis Ivers pointed out earlier, if he was playing for Ireland tomorrow, and we we heard his impersonations, he 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 hasn't a hope. Playing for Ireland tomorrow, that we might make a good career on the, on the on the boards. But he said if he was playing for Ireland tomorrow, he'd, he'd be throwing the ball to the Welsh fellas because he couldn't differentiate <laughs> the colours. Yeah, well, that that could happen indeed. Yeah, okay. yeah, okay. Yeah. That's Joe Taylor, okay. Gurumita Market Joseph, Doctor Mona McGarry, five one double five one. Text Joe at rt. E. Mona. Yes, Joe. You you oh, you're an eye specialist. That's right, yes. Oh, I see. Okay, tell us. And the, the, your, the guy was explaining there about the chromosomes. Yeah. So the gene is transmitted through the mother onto the male. And okay. that's the way the gene works. So 9% of males 
are from are um, colour blind. Wow. And uh, it is rare, very quite rare, for a female to be colour blind. Um, but they get it from the mummy. They get it from the female gene. Yeah. Transmitted via the the female into the male. Okay, uh, Mona, I want. So I correct. Um, oh, do I you? Okay. I've been doing it for years. Oh, well done. I did a television program years ago on it. Well, tell us about it. If I want to be an electrician, which is a great, great profession, yes, yeah. great craft, great job, I want to be an electrician. Am I barred because I'm colour blind? Uh, well, not if you get to correct it. And uh, I, I correct it. It's with a particular kind of a filter of a contact lens. Okay. That, that uh, it neutralises the colour, chromatic uh, colour, and uh, it corrects it. Now, I wouldn't be pushing a pilot because <coughs> the, getting the fit, if the contact lens mm-hmm. uh, moved uh, on the eye, I wouldn't be pushing a pilot up in the air. I wouldn't like to be on the flight. Yeah. Transatlantic for uh, but anyone else, anyone that's grounded. There is no reason why they can't have a corrected. And uh, what does the procedure involve? Is it just... A fitting, a specific... Fitting of a contact lens. A, a specific type of a contact lens, yeah. Um, but my life has been spent, my whole life has been spent, I'm a specialist in contact lenses. Wow. So my life has been spent at it. You'd wonder what what other people do with their lives. That's all I've done. <laughs> and You've been correcting, so to speak, <laughs> colour blindness. Correct. No, no, correcting other eye conditions. Oh, well. oh, brilliant, brilliant. Well done, well done. Well, that's... Yeah. that's that, that's a great gift to, to humankind, Mona, uh, your skill. Um, is, is there degrees of colour blindness? There are, yes. Are okay. Yeah, there are. Yeah, very much so. Uh, some people might never notice, um, a lot of men might never discover it all mm-hmm. through their lives that they're colour blind because the degree wouldn't be that relevant or important to them. There was uh, one great artist, Paul Henry who uh, said he went colourblind. But I researched it, Joe, and discovered that he didn't actually go colourblind. He was always colourblind and that the colouring into his artwork was by his lovely wife, Grace. And uh, when he went down to Letter Frack, Mabel Young, years later, there was no more colour in his paintings. Even though it so pa- it even though shows was, you how people can get through life. Yeah, but even though his paintings sell for... I know. Hundred, at least hundreds of thousands. No, I know. But uh, I did look at them in the back room at the time, <clears throat> and his artwork was still very, very fine definition. Mm-hmm. And unless he had a particular neurological eye condition, he couldn't have worked at such detail if he had actually had some neurological condition that made him colourblind. Uh, so he didn't. He, he went colourblind when he went down to that frack with Mabel Young, who was always colourblind. Mm. Was Van Gogh colourblind? Who? Van Gogh. Van Gogh. Uh-huh. Oh, no, I didn't research him. No, OK. I only researched Paul Henry. Yeah, well, it could be. My curiosity okay. was arisen yeah. by um, an Irish or anyone in, in the land going colourblind. Wow. So uh, yeah. a lot of men wouldn't notice them, and they wouldn't yeah. care what, what colour unless they wanted a target like. And Mona, how long have you been in that speciality? Oh, I'm 30 years here in Anglesey Road. And yeah. have there been 
You know, there would have been significant improvements in cancer care and cancer treatment, thankfully. No, there's no, there wouldn't be anything in, there wouldn't be enough people interested in changing it for any enormous research to be done into it. But is there much? If if you can, the people who really need it. That guy was talking, he said he couldn't, there's no reason why you couldn't play a football match or why you couldn't. Mm an electrician what was the other career Pilot. I wouldn't, I wouldn't a guard a guard yeah I would say no reason why a guard couldn't be yeah, yeah. maybe the guard were going to give them that they've changed the age rule dramatically and would yeah take well there's no reason why a guard yeah. wouldn't anyone on the ground just I wouldn't yeah. like to be responsible for a pilot yeah okay Going okay. transatlantic and and the lens to move you wouldn't anyway you wouldn't leave somebody with a contact lens in um in an air condition for all oh, those hours and pressure, oh, yeah. I just would okay. need. Yeah, yeah. Well, anyone who's in and out of the circulation of the air, they could wear a contact lens very comfortably for hours if they fitted them. But yeah. people don't know the contact lenses need to fit them, like your shoes need to fit them, and oh. they just hear, "Oh, I'm minus two or I'm plus three oh. okay. and they go out and they buy those contact lenses without being fitted, and that's what does the real damage. Wow. Because phantom phantom vessels then grow in the eye to compensate for the lack of oxygen where the lens is pressing on the eye already. Wow. And, and Mona, just in the generality uh, of, of ophthalmology and eye care and vision and cataracts and macular degeneration, wet and dry, um, have there been many imp- uh, improvements in your three decades so far in, in that world? Well, there's been a great improvement with, um, with say, a cataract and glaucoma, where okay. they can put a stent in, yeah. uh, which means the patient doesn't have to take drops if they have the cataract removed, and they've had glaucoma, they've been using drops for years. And also with the cataracts, it's only a seven-minute operation. When I started, mm-hmm. they were going on, on buses from down from outside Carlo and there'll be 10 days in the eye near. Wow. Now it's 10 minutes. So the cataract has become very, very simple. It's just incredible? replacing the lens in the eye by another, yeah. uh, by another lens. But Mona, a lot of your work would be very precise work. Isn't that correct? It, it is precise, okay. yeah. And how's your own eyesight? Oh, sure, it's great, Joe. Did I can you? hear you. <laughs> <laughs> I was in I was in Specsavers the other day, Mona. You know who I bumped into? Who? Everybody. Ah, go on. (laughs) (laughs) When you won't bump into too many in Angusy Road. Well done, well done. Oh, God bless. Oh, yes, I've been practicing here in Angusy Road for the Olympics. I I did all the eyes for the for the Olympics through the years. Brilliant. And what what do you mean all the eyes? Anyone who was qualified to do the Olympics, particularly cyclists. Okay. Very precise and speedy, and uh, a tower of a millimetre is huge if you're doing the speed that they're doing on a bicycle. And when they qualify for the Olympics, they come here to get refinement in their vision. Wow. And you do it while they wait, obviously. Not exactly <laughs> while they wait. Okay, okay they might have to come back, yeah. Good holiday. Okay, say there, say there, Mona, please do. Now, Rose, Rose, good afternoon. Hi, Joe. You're, uh, you tell me you're in your early 60s, still very young, and you're colourblind. Would, you, would, you, would you like to, would you go for lenses to change, to correct it, or are you okay? I think I'm okay. 
Okay. I'm living with it. I'm living with it quite okay. I would say I possibly don't have the degree of colour blindness that some of the gentlemen have spoken about yeah. with regard to the, the rugby shirts. I know that I know which one will be red and which one will be green. But what I can't see is I can't really see red on green. Okay. So they, if, I was saying golf, yeah. if I was playing golf yeah. and there was red tees, if I hit a red tee, mm-hmm. I'd never find the tee. So I give away all the red teas out of the bag. <laughs> but if, when you look at a at a red towel on green grass, what do you see? Oh, no, I can see a red towel on green grass. Now there is. <clears throat> my husband's going to come downstairs now. Okay, okay. There is an apple tree over the back wall that grows huge, big, shiny red apples. Okay. And I can't see the apples on the tree. Now, everybody else in the house can see the apples on the tree. And what do you but see? Do you see blobs? I can see the green. No, I just see the green. I can't oh, you see can't the differentiate. Okay. okay. Yeah, I can't see the red. Yeah. Well, that's interesting. So I, I would say I'm not, I'm not as bad as some people. Yeah. Um, possibly it's a, wor- it's, a, it's a worse condition in males. Possibly, I don't know. But obviously, we can only all see through our own eyes. <laughs> but you've no... Mona, do you get many women coming into you to, to correct? Well, that might be different. She might have an early onset of cataract where the okay. f- the lens itself is slightly changing colour. Oh, well, I would then have this for the a very long time. So what are you saying to Rose, Mona? Go and just get a I check. I, yeah, but she probably has... Probably, uh, has, yeah. Okay. Not that high degree of it. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. She yes. Is more than colour. Yes. And what yeah. Is, what there's, there's no doubt that red is a very different colour to green. Yeah, yeah, it's shades of red and shades of green. Yeah. Yeah. Greys and greens. Greys and greens, I can't differentiate if, if, whether your colour would be, like, if it was like a sage green, I could mm. see it as a grey. Or, you know, that kind of Yeah, that's not as positive. Severe. Yeah, yeah you, okay. you've been kind of nearly interfering with it. You were spotted in a colour blindness test. Yes, okay. yeah, yeah, shades. Shade no, the colour. It would really depends on what the person needs, whether it would interfere with that or not. And yeah, Rose, yeah. Rose, has he come down the stairs yet? No. Okay. Okay. <laughs> maybe he's not got all to E on. <laughs> now, maybe, maybe he's trying on a green and a red jumper, and he knows you won't be able to spot that. Would do, 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 <laughs> put on a red one tomorrow? Will he? Will he kill me for supporting whales? <laughs> You're not supporting whales, are you? You won't, you could do it accidentally, says you. That's no, what I'm point. not. not <laughs> <laughs> Mona, what is what is just in Early, what should I worry? How should I worry about getting cataracts? What's the first symptoms? How should you worry about getting cataracts? Yeah, yeah. Uh, your eyesight. Well, you know, yeah, you notice that your vision is diminishing, okay. and it's diminishing rather than losing it. It's a very gradual loss. Our vision. The a cataract is for if you have a you look out the window and if it's dirty, uh, you can see out the window, but it's not as clear as okay. it's cleaned. There's a lens within the eye okay. that uh, the same thing happens to us. Deposits fall upon that lens okay. uh, through you know um, uh, nourishment through the years. Uh, some people never get cataract. Um, and the deposits fall on the lens and it clouds it and well, you remove it when the lens begins to get hardened. Okay. Um, yeah. um, but you're saying don't panic. Go no, to, no, go no, no. And a, and a just all you do in the end of the yeah. day is replace that 
uh, insulated contact lens as part of the eye by um, a contact lens within okay. the eye. Okay. Okay. And what about, you know, these, I, I know I don't want to be asking you to, uh, on air to give, but, but um, for macular degeneration, you know, these, these new vitamins, Macu Shield and Macu Max and Macu Prime and, is that belt and braces stuff or just trying to keep a good diet? I know, I know. I don't know how much scientific yeah. proof yeah, there yeah, actually yeah. is. But if you have a good diet with plenty of age, doesn't that it help your be. eyesight? It should be, yeah. It and should is, be. It, is it true, Mona, that carrots are good for your eyesight? Yes, because they're high in vitamins, yeah. Yeah, and I've never seen a rabbit wearing glasses. That's no, he's never That's worn a ra- Well, I didn't see too many rabbits in my time, <laughs> yeah. Okay. We don't have rabbits and mayo. Okay, Rose. So you're okay, Rose. You're not. You're not. You're not overly concerned. I'm not overly concerned. Okay. I just thought it interesting that the, yeah. there aren't that many women. My yeah. sister is also the same situation oh, as me okay. and my brother. Okay. Yeah. Okay, yeah. listen to brother, just so much, probably much more. Rose and Mona, just listen to Catherine before the break. Catherine, what's your situation, please? Color blindness. Oh, um, yeah. I just thought. It was interesting that two two of my um, sons are colour blind, and when they see a picture of um, of a girl yeah. who's wearing a lot of makeup, right? Okay. And um, when where I might think that the photo is lovely, um, they think it looks witchy because to them it looks green, like makeup orange ah. or brown makeup looks green to them. Okay. Brown, I can't imagine what they see when they look at Donald Trump. Brown makeup comes out comes out as green. Yeah, Ooh. I don't so know Shrek, how that works. Shrek, but yeah. Oh, I know it's yeah. more red. There's a lot of red and brown. Okay, have you heard of that before, yeah. Mona, that people see green? Ah, yeah, but, but if you look at what makes up another colour, you can see that there's yeah. a lot of red in brown. In the huh. colour brown, there's red. Filters, yeah. yeah. Okay, and if you only look at gradations of colour, there a, a slight. If you have a set of watercolours, a slight different mix will give yeah, you a, and a then different colour. Kind of yeah, yellow, yellow and green, yeah, and blue. Well, the colours that make up the spectrum. And you you say here, Catherine, explain this. My children can't see bright orange Nerf gun bullets. What's that? So, um, you know the toy. Um, they're they they. Shoot out these kind oh, of there's orange, there's orange plastic things. Yeah, yeah, they're, yeah, they're yeah. bright orange, they're luminous yeah, orange, yeah, and yeah. if they're playing with those in a park and the bullet falls anywhere, they can't see it at all. It could be right at their feet and they can't see it. Okay. Now, would you go? No, sorry, it's probably too weird. But Catherine, Mona, Doctor Mona McGarry has been doing corrective lenses for thirty years. Would you, would you consider it down the line, so to speak? Yeah, definitely. I hadn't. I didn't realise that because I saw a wow. program just a okay. few years ago, where um, where they were saying that they were they were creating these glasses that you could wear, um, okay. and they were about four hundred and fifty pounds. Um, wow. But that they, when people were trying them, they didn't think that they were great. So I thought, you know, probably happen in a few years' time, but not okay. not already. But yeah, definitely. Okay. Can you get glasses, Mona? Not really, no. Not really, okay. So it's lenses you need. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And you have to change them. You have to, you have to update. Do you have to change them every year, Mona, or update them? No, well, it's all about fitting the bearing okay. on the eye. Okay, okay. Yeah, well not made. so much okay. about anything else. Michael, 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 Sivna is a cameraman here in RT. Michal, good afternoon. Good afternoon, Michael. 
How are you, Joe? Good. Uh, I didn't notice when I've worked with you. You're colour blind. I was born colour blind. I'll put it that way. Yeah. But just as the good doctor was explaining there earlier, um, I knew in the late 80s that I wanted to pursue a career in television and was told that colour blindness would be an obstacle to that. Yeah. And at the time, I read um, an article in National Geographic about scuba divers in Australia near the Barrier Reef who found that when they were diving and there was a lot of plankton around mm-hmm. of a particular colour okay. or these weeds, um, and if they looked through the pink weeds, the colours on the other side were all amplified. Now, an optician down there took that concept, he took a sample of the weeds, and he created a contact lens with a pink dot in the middle of it. And only one is needed. Like, you know that when your eye is looking Mm -hmm. at the world in front of it, what's going in is actually upside down, but the, the brain corrects it to have it the right way around. So I spoke to an optician in Cork in the late 80s about this. And he did a bit of investigation and he got in a lens for me. Now, I also have astigmatism, so he got the lens made to suit my eye. He did the Ishihari plates, the colorblindness test that was mentioned with me. And I failed miserably because I was actually diagnosed, even though it didn't affect me in a a practical sense, Mm -hmm. I was working as a photographer at the time. Um, I was profoundly red-green colorblind, according to him. Okay. So he ordered in this lens, and we did the Ishihari plates. I failed. He gave me the lens. I put it in. He told me to take a walk around the streets of Cork for 10, 15 minutes and to come back to him. So the brain would actually stop seeing the world in pink. It would go back to the normal colors. But all the colors were amplified. I went back into his office. He had swapped around all the plates within the book and got me to take the test again and I passed 100%. He then got an optician from another shop down the street in Oliver Plunkett Street in Cork and asked her to come in to change all the plates again Mm -hmm. and to redo the test and once again I passed with 100%. Now since then I've done colorblindness tests with RTE, BBC and Sky News Right. And I passed the flying colours on every occasion. Okay. I'm 36 years in my job. <laughs> and if anybody wants to be an electrician or a guard, yeah. I would advise them that you wear glasses, I wear glasses. Yes. People wear hearing aids. It's yeah. perfectly normal and accepted. Yeah. Colour blindness is not regarded as a disability, but it is stopping people from going into certain careers where just like getting a hearing aid or a pair of glasses, getting a chroma lens will correct it. Okay, okay. So so nothing, well, I, I take Mona's point about pilots, given the, the sometimes the duration I didn't of flight pilots. And, the, and the atmosphere, I know that, and the atmospherics. But you're saying every other job should be open. Well, that's I up am. for debate. Yeah. But yeah. certainly when it comes to being a TV cameraman for all the years I've been doing it, yeah. it's never had an impact. Okay. Okay, okay. We'll be back after this break. Thanks, uh, Michal. And uh, Dr. Mona McGarry, thank you as well. And uh, Joe at RT.ie, 51551 text. Talk to Joe on 0818 715 815. Talk to Joe on 0818 715 815. And Joe at RT.ie, Thomas Riley. Tom, good afternoon. 
Good afternoon, Joe. Thank you. Thank you. And what what happened? Well, Joe, um, my wife passed away on January the 16th um, after 53 uh, years of marriage. Mm -hmm. And um, as you probably would know, after that happens, there are all sorts of legalities which have to be dealt with. You know, Um, since we were married in 1970, um, I decided we'd do everything in joint in in a joint account. Everything, both names were on it. Everything we just did. I just liked the idea of of it being like that. And uh, so, when it came to our phones. We would just go to the phone company, which was Tesco Mobile, and we just both took a phone, and both signed our individual direct debits. Okay. But it came out it came out of the joint account, so it didn't matter. And then last year we went along because the contracts were up again, and the, one of the staff there said, "Mr. Riley, you know, there's two contracts going through to your joint account, bank account. Why don't you just make that one?" And, okay. Um, you know, I said, "Well, yeah, sure, sure. That's mm. that sounds okay. No problem." Not thinking that it's going to jump up and bite me years later. And I don't think, I have to say, Joe, I mean, I don't think the staff were up to anything. They, they wouldn't have known. Yeah, they're just course, kids yeah, doing yeah. their job. You know, they, they're, they're just doing their job. And I'm not even sure if the company was aware of it either, having spoken to their manager just a while ago, that um, that it was there. You know, it was one of these legalities that were hidden away that in paperwork mm-hmm. and so on. But, I, but because I don't, I can't see a major company like that doing what, was going on and be aware of it and letting it happen, you know. But so when Pat passed away, then I cancelled all the various other things yeah, we had yeah. and, and so on, and, and and that was it. And then I remember seeing our phone on the kitchen table one morning, and I said, "Oh gosh, the phone! I better okay. deal with that." And I rang the customer care, and they said, "Yes, sure, Mr. Riley, um, that's no problem. We 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 can do that. We can cancel your wife's account." Let me run past my supervisor and I'll come back to you, mm. which they did. And said, no, because your phones are both in the one name, under one name. They're no longer under Pat and Tom. They are now under just Thomas Riley only. That's what happened when you signed the, the direct debit for the one direct debit. They merged the two accounts. And that is a legal contract which we cannot change. Oh, and you will, so they're saying yeah. you, you're, you, Thomas Riley. Your understanding was you had to, obviously, one one for yourself and one for your wife, Pat. Mm-hmm. And they're now saying, no, those two phones are in your name. Yes, yes. I didn't, I wasn't aware of that at the time. No, I probably so they, didn't. So they, what have they said? You must pay out the contract. I have to pay the contract. There's 17 months left on the contract. Oh, and the total, it would amount to 590 euro. And I thought, oh, that's so cruel. You know, why would you do that to people? And um, and then I realised, okay. you know, is this happening to other people? And is it maybe happening to people, some may be less fortunate than I, and that would be a hardship for them? And it's cruel when you're going through grief as well, as yeah. you can you know, well imagine that your head is spinning and around and you don't and, know where and you that's, are. I you know. presume that's 590 from your income. Obviously, yeah, yes, yeah. indeed. It is. It's, I'm, I'm, I'm eighty-one, so I'm okay. a pensioner, and, and then that has to be done that way. And did they say? Um, did they say? Would you not write into us, and we'll ask the powers that be? Because in their ad, and they're very, they're very funny ads. I don't know who writes the Tesco mm, mobile mm, ads. They're very funny mm, ads. Mm, they're really yeah. radio ads, which is rare in itself. Simon. Delaney, the great, uh, brilliant voice, great actor, um, and mm. uh, Simon Simon voices them. But in the ad, they actually say you can change at any time. 
yes, but that means yeah, the, that's obviously changing means contracts. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It, it, yeah, it is, Joe. And as I say, had they left the names separately, you know, uh, Pat, I could have done it. But because they've been put together in one contract, um, yeah. like, I mean, it wasn't the care, it wasn't the customer care people. They went to their supervisor. Okay, one and we've been, on, we've been on to Tesco since you, since mm. you contacted us. Mm. Um, mm. so, so Tesco basically wants 600 quid from you for a phone for the next year which you will not be using yes yeah yeah. yeah. and did they say to you well Ma, would you get which you wouldn't I know you wouldn't I know you wouldn't would mm. you give your wife's yeah. your, your late wife's phone to someone else yes they said that no, I have two daughters oh, Joe and their hu- okay. and, and husbands but I mean they all have phones yes of course they all have phones and then I don't want to go yeah, around with yeah. my mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mother's phone or yeah. whatever, and they probably all have better phones than we had anyway. The, the, the kids have more, you know, yourself. They have more yeah. advanced things which uh, we'd struggled with at our age. But so it didn't work yeah. out, and I thought, well, okay, look, okay. We have. Uh, I've just been handed a statement, and as you know, every time I'm handed a statement, I read it out immediately, mm. as I did the other day with the statement from uh, Minister Donnelly. I read it out immediately. Mm. A Tesco Mobile spokesperson just said, we extend our deepest sympathy to Mr. Riley and the loss of his wife. We've been in contact with, or they will be in contact with you this afternoon and I've rectified this complaint. We're sorry for any necessary stress that's been caused at this difficult time. Um, more importantly, um, we are also in the process of publishing our bereavement policy to make it easier to support customers at their time of need. Well, you can't get better than that, can you? No, no, that's absolutely that's from Lisa in that press yes, office. Yeah, yes, very straightforward. Yes, yes. That okay, gentleman Tom. did ring me actually. Well, this he is rang from me Lisa. And, yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. Oh, sorry. Yeah, I did get a call from a gentleman there, and he said that that's exactly what they would do. And, okay. And um, I thought, well, that's great because and you've and, you, and you've yeah you've yeah. moved it on because more broadly we're also in the process of publishing our bereavement policy to make it easier mm, to support mm, customers mm, at their time mm. of need, which is great. Okay, Tom. Fifty-three years together. How yes, are you, how, yes, how yes, are you yes. managing? That's only on January 16th. Oh, half past. Yes, yeah, yeah. It's difficult. It's hard to know. I um, I mean, we were just pals all along, yeah. inseparable, and just, just so, it was just so joy, enjoyable. It was just such fun. Okay. Now I go and do a bit of grocery shopping, come into the house, and oh, do I want to cook this? Oh, I'll yeah. get a takeaway, you know, you know, that sort of thing. But now my daughters have been speaking firmly to me and yeah, saying, look, yeah, Tom, yeah. Daddy, Daddy, you've got to look after yourself. And yeah. so I'm, I, I, I'm cooking now and I'm Good doing man. this and I'm doing that. And I'm, I'm, I'm making, but making do, getting by. Yeah, okay. And, um, and, and what, just, and uh, um, have your hobbies or? Do I do, I have an allotment, Joe, oh, and great. I love that. Great. And it's great, great for the mental health. It's just get up there and it's oblivion. It's just wonderful. I play a bit of golf and have some great golfing pals and they're just wonderful people. I do a bit of yoga in the mornings. Okay. And my, my Nadia, my Italian uh, yoga teacher, is a wonderful person as well. So it's, yes, and in Scaries, I live in Scaries, Joe, as you know. Okay. And the, the small village and the people, I... I just go into a supermarket and people are hugging me, women I'm meant they're coming up and hugging me and wishing me. Yeah. Sure wasn't well. scary wasn't scary's vote was the nicest place to live in Ireland by an independence yeah. over. <laughs> yeah. Now it's all the, it's all the lesser yeah. for you for Pat's passing, but um, I'm is, sure a lot is. of people's yeah, life yeah, in Scaries yeah. is the greater for your your engagement and and uh, uh, mm-hmm. interest and mm-hmm. and energy, obviously. Thomas, uh, condolences on Pat's passing, but above all, kind yes. regards to you and your daughters. And your yes, daughters thank you, Joe. And, and all You're your so people. Kind. Okay, and well done, yeah. Tesco. Well done, Tesco. Joe at RT.ie.
Talk to Joe on 0818-715-815. Joe Duffy! Talk to Joe on 0818-715-815. And I do more civic duty. This day fortnight is the uh, the date of the two referendum. Uh, dumbs, as Eric called. I kept calling it referenda, but apparently that's wrong. Uh, so with civic duty, remind people of that this day, fortnight. I'm baffled, by the way, but because I haven't heard an ad for the referendum from the Referendum Commission on Liveline. Maybe, maybe I've missed it. Um, but I, where, where I have heard the ad non-stop in the last week is on a station called Scala Radio. Now, Scala Radio is run by planetradio.co.uk. And I suppose the best way to describe it is light classical, light classical. On Scala, every time I turn on Scala Radio, which is primarily, I only heard about it from someone in the UK and I got it on the internet. So I don't think it have many listeners here in Ireland. But there's the ad for the Electoral Commission. They obviously are paying Scala Radio for, for as I'm sometimes I'm baffled and sometimes I'm off the point. Derek Oregano, Derek. Joe, what's the story? Happy yeah. Friday. Happy Friday. Funny Friday. Yeah, thank God it's Friday. Um, thanks for God it's Friday again. Yeah. Uh, Derek, what's, what happened? Well, what happened? You what tell happened me now. Last Monday, yeah. my wife says to me, Derek, she said, we need to get some groceries in for the dinner. I said, no problem. She doesn't oh. drive. Come on, get in the car. We go down to Dunn Stores in Blanchetown. Okay. It's a £25 voucher, you know yourself. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, oh, we got our vouchers. Left about half 11, got back around 10 past, quarter past 12, bring okay. the groceries in the door. Yeah. I've an ordinary letterbox. Yeah. So I said to myself, what's that in the letterbox? I pulled it. Mm-hmm. I said, Jesus. I said to my wife, here, look at this. This is a good one. Ten day notice. Final notice. Ten day notice. Um, you have it probably in front of you. It takes it you. Ten days notice. We want to see our dog license. Okay. Right? I said, yeah, yeah. I said, I read it. Next minute, my wife looked at her. She hadn't got her glasses on. She starts to break down crying. Oh, Jesus, they're coming to take Pedro away. I said, no one's going near Pedro. What? It's Pedro, a family dog. He's yeah. a Jack Russell. Right, 11, 11 kilos, sorry, 11 kilos, point three. 14 okay. years old, he's arthritis, he's had a few teeth taken out. Good luck. And they want to see his license. Okay. So I said, hold on for a minute. I says, I thought somebody was picking on Pedro. Yeah. No, so I said, look, I'll tell you what, I'll give the council a ring. I said, to ask my wife, calm down. I'll give the council a ring. Got through to them. Yeah. Straight away. She says, good afternoon, the person said, good afternoon, sir. How are yeah. you? How can I help you? I said, I've just pulled a, 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 a um, came back in the shops. I pulled a notice out of my, my uh, letterbox saying, 10 days notice, the dog warden wants to see your uh, dog license. Mm-hmm. I says, I says uh, what's that all about? Yeah. You know he has a dog license. You send me the renewal every year. Okay. Pedro, Pedro gets his uh, renewal every year, 20 right. euro. No, she said, he wants to see it. I said, but look, I said, did you read the end of it? I oh, don't do the internet. Mm-hmm. Send it over to them in a bre- in an envelope, stamp it. Send his license over to the council in Swords. Now, I'm in Dublin 15. Okay, okay. Put a, sel- put a self-addressed envelope inside the envelope, put another stamp on it, and we send it back to you pr- uh, as promptly as can be. And I said, why should I pay 270 for my dog that I have a license for? Oh, she says, excuse me, sir. If yeah. your car is in the middle of the M50 or a road like that, she says, and a guardie bangs on your window and he asks you to see your license. Yeah. I said, what do you do? I said, I take it out of my pocket, show the guardie the license, and off I go. But I said to her, 
What happens if my car's in the middle of the M50, the guard that comes up and he knocks on the window, and there's nobody in the car? Does he leave me a, uh, a 10-day notice like that in my car or on the windscreen? Oh, I've had enough of this, she says. I said, look, I says, have a nice day. Talk to you again. Yeah. So I came back to my wife at Cam Tour down and said, listen, I'm going to get on to life life. Pedro doesn't deserve this. There's hundreds of thousands of people that have family pets, right? Okay, now, they're going after everybody to try to find out who has a licence. But do they not have but, a... Derek, do they not have a record in the world we live in? Of who has they a, have a record. But they're saying to you... They're saying to you, they want you to get an envelope, put, yeah. their, put their address on it, and yeah. put Pedro's licence into it. Then yeah. also, to get a second envelope... Yeah. Put, put a stamp on that one as well. Yeah. Put your put your address on it, and put yeah. that into the envelope and post it to them, and they'd have a look at it. And when two within two seconds, they'd put it back in the other envelope which you supplied. Well, you, you, well, you might get it. You might get it back in twenty years, but that's not the point. The point yeah. I'm trying to make is the dog warden comes all the way from Swords. I knew he wasn't picking on Pedro because yeah. I asked the lady next door who doesn't have a dog, and she turned around and said, "Oh yes," she says, "Derek." A dog warden knocked on my door and he asked me, do they have a dog? And she yeah. said, no, I don't have a dog. Now, she did turn around and say, he's very easy on the eye. Like, top of the range, clothes, half who, the, the dog? Do, who, Pedro or the, the dog warden? No, the, 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 the dog warden oh, sorry. and electric car the whole lot. She said, he's very easy on the eye. I just said to myself, yeah, so is the, the Gestapo, if you know what ah, I mean. No, don't fully, say that. Yeah, fully, yeah, yeah. Ah, well, look, What's, the fine? What's the fine, Derek? What's the fine? Uh, up to 1,250. Wow. If you don't, if you're a failure. Now, I didn't fail. Of course not. I was at the shops. So I said, 1,250, if, if I don't produce that. Now, apparently you can do it on the internet. I don't do the internet. Yeah, there's a lot of people don't, yeah. Yeah, so I got, my daughter to come, I got my daughter to come around that night. She said, Dad, what's wrong with you? I told her. She, she, she yeah. lives locally. And she, she sent a photograph of the dog licence over the swords from Dublin 15. Okay. And the next morning, something came through on my phone saying, uh, Dear Derek, thank you very much for sending a photograph of your dog license. Yeah. We are up, we are upgrading our files. Yours sincerely, right, or yours, yeah. Uh, yeah. Maureen. Okay. Now, 14 years, I haven't seen a dog license for Pedro. And by the way, calling there. Okay, one, 1,200. I, pres I presume Pedro is worth more than that to you. Ah, Jesus, Joe, he's gorgeous. Should we love him? There's only two of us in the house now. Pedro, Pedro's unreal. This, this animal is a family pet. That dog can speak English. He can speak Dublin. He knows all the bad words, the B words, the S yes. word, all them. And how does, like, what does he respond to then? What words does well, he respond to? Well, I'll put it this way. We usually get a Chinese on a Sunday evening, right? Okay. The minute he, he, he hears the word Chinese, or me go near that phone to place an order, he's up into the front window. Yeah. You have a little buffet for him to get up there with his arthritis, and he'll sit there until the lights <laughs> come in the car. You sit there, the lights come in the car, we give him two chicken balls and a little bit of curry sauce. That's not going to kill him. No, no. Right? And so, then on a Saturday morning, he, Saturday morning he gets a, a, two sausages and a bit of black and white pudding. Now, that's the only human food he would get. He'd get chicken yeah. and rice during the week and things like that. So, like, that, to me, when you love an animal like that as a family pet... So when Pedro... That's an attack on Pedro. When Pedro hears you on a Sunday evening saying chicken yeah. balls on the phone... yeah. Yeah. His ears perk. He perk up and he's straight into the bay window waiting for the car to come. Did now, if is... he can do that, if he can do that, yeah. right? Yeah. And he can, he, can, he can bark at me when he wants to go out with his wee-wee. 
he he knows he knows not to get up on the couch if I walk out of the room because he'll jump up on the couch thinking there's a few crumbs or something like that. Yeah. And if I come in and I let, and I let rip at him, so he a little. He knows mm-hmm. straight into the corner, yeah. ears down. He knows he's being bold. If he can do that, why can't the council take that draconian uh, that notice? Something that the red coach used to do to people years ago. So I want a campaign go for all the <laughs> loving people of this country to have their pets. Get rid of that notice. And Communicate I, better. And how old is Pedro? He's fourteen. Oh wow! My he's geez. a bit of a and he's well looked after. He, 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 he has the plan. He has the plan for the vets. He okay. goes down there once a month, gets his nails done. You know that's that. It's an insult. It's an insult to the people who love their animals and they have licenses. And would Pedro bark now when people come to the house? Is he a, go- oh, is he yeah, a guard yeah, dog? Yeah. I wouldn't call him a guard dog. Yeah. He'd be more security for us. Yeah. If someone, yeah. if someone, if somebody rang the doorbell, he'd be he'd be out of the door like a shot. He'd be letting us know to somebody at the door. I'd okay. put him in the sitting room and close the door. Now he wouldn't. He'd bark. But the minute any of the grandkids come in or my sons and daughters, see, there's only two of us living in the house now. Okay, yourself and... So he's, he's, he's an instant part of us. We talk to him all day long. And... Did you know, if, if I'm out of the house, if, give you a good one here. If I'm out of the house, right? Yeah. Just say, just say I try to get out for a point. Yeah, so any chance of me going for a point? Yeah, but don't be too long. He'll jump up in that window and wait till I come home. Wow. He won't deviate from that window. And could you not bring him? Well, once upon a time, you could bring a dog to a pub. But if I went to Wexford, down to my grandchildren in Wexford, yeah. little, old, little pub down there, have a little firelight, you could bring him in there and he'd sit down there and now not a ah, bottle. brilliant. He'd give him a little, little drop of Guinness or something like that. Yeah. But what I'm trying to say, that notice that came in there, read, if, you read that out, if you read that out to the people, 1,250 euro fine wow, wow. if I don't produce the levels for our council, that... Did you see their palace they're walking in? And they can't keep a record of 20 euro. If there's 500,000 dogs in this country, that's 10 million pounds worth of revenue. That's a good point, And they can't yeah. keep a record. Well, they, they're not saying that they're going to update it for you. They'll, they'll update your... Joe, what's, Joe, what's the thing Ted, about... Ted Cal- 14 years of age. Yeah, no. They haven't updated nothing in 14 years then. What about... What, what's the thing about Cadbury's milk tray? Oh, the chocolates left over from Christmas. He loves them, does he? He doesn't love them. He doesn't like the coffee ones. Yeah, not a fee. So, now, now look. So the, uh, but he likes Cadbury's milk tray. Dr. Doolittle or something. But you don't let he the dog... He likes the Cadbury's milk tray. Yeah, I know the dog. He left over for Christmas. But I know the guard. I thought you weren't supposed to let dogs eat chocolate. Well, you're not going to tell anyone, are you? No, I won't. No, no, it's between you and me. That's it. No, yeah. Are you a dog over yourself, John? No, I love. I had a dog called Pixie in Florida. Well, she died of old age, right? I dare you. Go. So do you know where day. it come from? Yeah, everyone so, loves a dog, yeah, I think. I would like to There's a lot of work to eradicate. What's that? There's a lot of work in keeping a dog. No, there's no work. If you love an animal, there's no work in okay. it. Okay, okay. No, if you, if you love it, you have, you have to know how to love it. If the animal gives you unequivocally love, yeah. then you're a cruel person if you can't give that back. That's, yeah, that's a good point. And you and say there's two of you in the house, Derek and Pedro. Who else is in the house? Oh, her ladyship. Do you want oh. to mention her name? <laughs> of course, yeah. Aideen. Avian. Aideen. Aideen. Lovely name. Lovely name. was the first High Queen of Ireland. Believe it or not. Oh, and she's the High Queen of your house, I hope. Oh, she... Well, 
She likes choice to be, but with the dog now. <laughs> Pedro is. Pedro, I presume, uh, is male, is he? Yeah, he's male, yeah. Okay. Uh, he's got where, does your se- where does your second name come from, Derek Oregano? It's not Oregano, it's Oregano. Oregano, okay. Where does that yeah, come from? that's correct. That comes from the north of Italy, Parma. My family, my ancestors came here in 1900. God, you never lost your accent. Go away, would I? I'm as dumb as they come. And did, did, they, did they come? Do you know what brought them to Ireland? Where they, the, the toy they layers? They came in the ship. They okay. came in the ship. But were they doing the floors? Remember the terrazzo floors? Remember that was big for Italians? No, my, 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 my ancestors would have been from, uh, from, the, from the, uh, the farming community. So when he came to uh, when he came to Ireland, he, 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 when he came to Ireland, he uh, started up what you would call they were called fish fryers, fish and chips. Okay, great. That's what so I he, he when they set when they settled in Cork, they moved to Moor Street, the number three Moor Street. He set up business there with seven children, three housemaids. Wow. Believe it or not, because they're three story buildings. But they lost it all. They lost it all in 1916. Wow. With the with the rising and the damage and the yeah, do you remember? Do you remember yeah. the, the Helga? The Helga came up to oh, Italy. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. them bombs bounced off. They took yeah. out Humphreys number one and two, and they took out my great grandfather's number three. Okay, did they take out so your great grandfather? Did they kill your great grandfather? My great grandfather, yeah. Okay. There's only four, there's only four generations of my family that came to this country. Okay. The rest, the other Oregonians around Ireland, would be all interact to the man himself, Savino. Okay, okay, I understand that's a good deal. There you go. The first. But anyway, um, are we going to get rid of these draconian letters? Well, I think you've, I think you've made a, a, a very significant dent, Derek. I think you have now on the, for them to get yeah, up, to, because up to speed on the L. I just uh, wanted the people, I wanted the people to know, I'm doing this for Pedro, because yeah. he's loved. Okay, okay. And, so it's, that's, it's, uh, that's my story, Joe. and on Pedro's licence is the second name Pedro Oregano. Oh yeah, of course. Okay. Who did you call him after, by the way? Now, if I say this to you now, don't tell anybody. I won't. But this is the truth. I yeah. asked my wife that about six months after he came into the house. And you know what she said to me? I called him after a Spanish barman. We say no more. Okay. <laughs> oh, San Pedro. Oh, San Pedro. Okay. <laughs> there you go. Oh, well done. Well done, Derek Oregano. Long live Pedro. Ah, Jesus, Joe, you want to see? Listen to you at the moment, anyway. Ah, oh, good lad. He's, good got, he's got class. Have a nice weekend. Well, you too, bye bye, bye bye. Talk to Joe on 0818 715 815. Joe Duffy! Talk to Joe on 0818 715 815. Maria, good afternoon. You're very impressed by Derek, but you have a. Oh, you... he's brilliant. Derek was a tonic. He was. Have you a dog? I have a dog called Maggie. Maggie, okay. And the thing is, I'm over 70. I'm living alone, but uh, Maggie is my companion. Great. So, what I was on to you for, because you get great results, is I free travel, which okay. I love and I'm grateful for. Okay. But I cannot bring Maggie on a bus with me anywhere. Oh, and my... it's because um, Transport for Ireland have it's at yeah. the discretion of the driver whether he lets the dog on the bus or not. Now, I'm afraid to get on the bus with the dog because I could be stuck somewhere, ah. not being able to get back if there was a, a moody driver, bus driver, oh, I was I having a bad so, day. So, like I met, normally would, is, would 50% of bus drivers say yes, no problem when they see Maggie? Well, see, I've never tried it, but because okay. I'm going around talking to 
my pals, the other dog owners, yeah. they have been refused to get on the bus. Even uh, one old lady with a dog in a little buggy was refused by a bus driver. And um, you... what I what I would was trying to get onto for is if they could either put the dogs onto our free travel, say as a companion, or yeah. get a travel card for the dog on production of the TV of I'm supposed to say TV license, the dog mm-hmm. license. Because I have, like Derek, I have a dog license. But hang as well. on, the driver, the drivers on Dublin bus, and they're brilliant. They're brilliant, the man and the yeah, woman on Dublin bus. But they're in, they're in a cabin now. Yeah. They're totally protected. Why, yeah. why should the decision about the dog be be left to them? Them exactly, and and really, the other thing that kind of gets me is that. Um, they're always going on about old folks and health and safety and, you know, keeping your spirits up. I have about three. I live in Rialto. I have about three walks I can go on. I mm. do that, those walks. I do the reverse of them the next three days. Okay. And I'm fed up going around in circles. Okay. I'd love, I can't go. We've no parks here. I know we've that no, double day. It's, it's unbelievable, yeah. But, yeah. but Maria, you're, you're, just to make that point again, you're saying, okay, you could stand at a bus stop and a bus driver could say, yeah, come oh, on, there's no... Come there's on, no, come a, on, come on up to... A dog on a bus. A dog on a bus might actually help the atmosphere on a bus. You know, people petting I, it or whatever. And But the problem is, if you get the dog on the bus, get Maggie on the bus and you go up to yeah. the park, you have no guarantee you can get the bus back. Exactly. Exactly. And if I go further, if I went up to Tallow or any, any, anywhere further, like um, yeah. climbing is great and walking down, no point in going up there because I mightn't get back and I'd be two days walking home. You know what I mean? Okay. So, what, what, what breed is, what breed is, is Maggie? She's, she's, a, she's a rescue and she's part Springer, part, well, we don't know the other part, no, no. but she's a great <laughs> little thing, but she loves running. Brilliant. She just loves running around. Okay. And I bring her to Sundrive Park and she loves it. Brilliant. The great Brilliant. park. Well, stay, Maria, stay close to Maggie. Maggie, stay close to Maria. Look after each other. You're obviously great. Can great. we get a travel card? And yeah, it's a great, great idea. It's a great idea. Maria, and then Thank if there was you. a problem, your travel card could be withdrawn if a dog was misbehaving. Exactly. exactly. Okay. I be, be, I'm a, a good owner of we like work. Oh, which call them responsible owners of dogs. Okay, well done, Maria. Maria Bennett, Lee Mullen on sound, Shane Galvin is a BCO, Richie Byrne Research, Series Producer, Nettie Egan Ray Darcy is next. 0818 715 815 stays open until 3.15pm or email joe at rte.ie.